Right now, I just need you to get real loose. Get comfortable. Grab your loved ones or grab your love partner. And if you're by yourself, no worries. Just follow after me. Yeah. Gonna do the two step, then cowboy boogie. Grab a sweetheart and spin out with him. Do the hold down and get into it. Take it to the left now and dip with it. Gonna throw down, take a sip with it. And lean back, put your hips in it. Let's have some fun. Welcome to New Jump City, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. This is your host, Christian Espinal, and right beside me, as usual, is my boy, Joshua Cole. What's up, guys? Hey, man. How are you doing this week? I'm happy to be here, and I'm doing great this week. How about you, Chris? I'm feeling great. It feels like so long since we were last here. I don't know. I, I missed it. Yeah, it does feel like it's been a little while. I don't know why. I don't know either. We it just, is Friday. Yeah. Maybe yeah, we are doing this on a Friday, uh, unusually, but you know we're here, and that's all that fucking matters. Uh, with our boy Brian Boss, producer extraordinaire. Hey, <laughs> yeah, come on, man, you can do that with more swagger. Hello. All right, that's better. <laughs> I like it. Uh, you can find us all on the social media. I don't know, Brian's still not back, right? Well, find him on the street somewhere and convince him that's. <laughs> We can take a picture together. Yeah. Uh, if you can find them, it's like it's pretty good. It's like a rare thing. Uh, you can find me at the Chris Espinal on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, find the show at New Jump City, also on Twitter and Instagram. Joshua Cole, where can they find you, my friend? At JDC. O-L-E underscore three seven. <laughs> you get worse at plugging your social media every week. You know what it is? Sometimes I forget if it's if I said cold. Oh, if I just left it at JDC. Yeah, it's because a few other things I have it anyway. Yeah, anyway, that's the deal. <laughs> Listen, um, you can. Uh, oh, also uh, plug on my end. Uh, if you're listening to this before Tuesday, September 24th, uh, September 24th at 7 p.m. at the Pit uh, is uh, my stand-up comedy show. Uh, the boys are back in town. Uh, Ten bucks to get in gets you an hour and a half of comedy. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I got some. I got a pretty legit lineup, so you don't want to miss it. Please come through, support your boy. Uh, go to the Pit website, pitnyc.com. Get tickets there. Uh, find us uh, if you want to email us uh, suggestions, feedback, any of that shit. Email us at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com. Por favor. Uh, we are on Spotify now, YouTube. I'm, I uh, put up like two new videos yesterday, so we're making progress on that. I'm trying to get the backlog in, so soon, my friends, soon. Uh, leave us an iTunes review. It's the best way you can help out the show. Uh, get us higher up on that algorithm. Help us become kings of the games and hobbies se- section like we deserve. Uh, also, recommend us to friends and stuff. Share us around. Get us viral and shit. Uh, and uh, as usual, before we begin, spoiler alerts ahead. Uh, now, Brian Boss, por favor, randomize me. I just need you to get real loose. Get comfortable. Promise Neverland. Oh, yeah. Promise Neverland, chapter 150. Uh, the vow of 700 years. Uh, last we left, uh, King Gielan's, uh goons are just about to suicide bomb. Do a suicide on the Queen Sindel. And uh, they blow themselves up, but it, it doesn't work at all. Like, it doesn't affect her in any, in any which way, apparently. Uh, 
Yeah, she shrugs off a massive explosion. Yeah, she's like, truly ridiculous. Hardly a, sh- a scratch on my body. Mm-hmm. But uh, Sharad, she is. Uh, it's all adhesive bombs. So, you know, when they blew up, it just kind of left her with sticky stuff on her so she can't move. And uh, the plan after that is that after they blow themselves up, King Gielan is meant to eat them all so he can gain even more power. And uh, upon um, her being stuck, King Gielan just gets his, like, fucking club and just whacks Queen Sindel over the head, like, three times to break her mask. Yeah, it was pretty greasy, guys. No. And once her mask was completely off, uh, he takes out the samurai sword and he's like, I'm going to kill you now. Repent in hell. <laughs> yeah, but then uh, right as he's about to deliver the final blow. With all his nakama in the background. <laughs> the spirits of his nakama in the back. Uh, she just dices him up into cubes. Uh, yeah, with her fingernails. Yeah, perfectly uh, proportioned cubes. Yeah, there you go. He yeah. is. And <laughs> oh, like that scene from Resident Evil 1. Yeah. Remember the lasers? That's yeah, the most like memorable. Yeah. And look at his face in this in this little moment. Where he's, like he's, his lone head is the only thing left. Yeah. And he's it's just, just like, like, fuck. Oh, oh shit. Yeah, his <laughs> he doesn't look like he's in pain. He does look shocked, but he's kind of just like, whoa, I lost. <laughs> <laughs> whoa. Kind of at the end of an overtime game. <laughs> Like, if you're the defender and you blow your assignment and you're just like, hmm. Mm, I could have yep. <laughs> This is it right here. I lost for sure. We were supposed to take a knee, <laughs> but it didn't work. Uh, but I guess he's still, like, alive because he's literally. The kids witnessed this all, and they're like, your majesty, yay. Yeah. You just killed a man. <laughs> and this is pretty wild. <laughs> Gielan isn't even sure. Which he's like, what? What? <laughs> he what? Oh, he li- yeah, he does. <laughs> he says, well, "Yeah, what? What just happened?" His disembodied head is like, oh, well, "What?" Uh, yeah, he just got killed. I like Gielan too. Yeah. Was that Gielan, right? Yeah, Lord yeah, Gielan. Gielan, King Gielan, King Gielan, the King. Um, but yeah, he, now like Queen Sadell has just decided to rub salt in the wound and just show him. Gives the- him an underhanded compliment too. She yeah. said, "Honestly, I was surprised at your tenacity because you know he was a." Sp- a soft boy supreme and believed in, <laughs> you know, everyone loving each other in fairness, you know, yeah. whack, whack things to a rich person. I'm surprised a lip tart cook like you survived lip this. Tart- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you socialist teen. <laughs> and then she just turns over and she's like, look, Gielan, social justice doesn't always win. <laughs> <laughs> right wing Queen Sadell is pretty great though. <laughs> um so yeah, she's just like roasting him. Uh her fa his, well, his head's hanging and she's not that worried about him regenerating. Yeah, not at all. Um and like Gillen's remaining homies tried to d- try to save his life, but she just slices them up, up easily. And then she just drops his face in the ground and just Prime steps cups on him. at that. I wonder if she's a chef. Funny <laughs> change. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, so she delivers the final blow by, like, stepping on Gielan's eyeball with her heel. And Gielan is officially for real dead. Yeah, um, she didn't do that classic bad guy thing where she lets him live long enough. She just wanted to, you know, rub in his face a little bit and then mm-hmm. smoked him. Yeah. I like her. Yeah. Queen Sadell. She really turned the corner. We were all like, ugh, bland, bad guy. Boo. Yeah, but now she's just, like, the boss. Yeah, she's thorough. I appreciate the thorough types. Uh. 
But uh, yeah, then then this guy goes ham and he starts kicking Galen's diced up body. Yeah, the priest, right? From, yeah, from back then. Yeah, Grandpa over here. <laughs> He's like despicable traitor. I'm like, you guys betrayed him first. Yeah, yeah, kind of OD'd. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that was only a couple chapters ago. Yeah, but you know how these folks are. Yeah, she's a so Queen Sadel picks up uh, Galen's head and is about to eat it, but I guess she's stopped by something. I'm not sure like these are bullets or anything. Because, like, uh, these other demons' heads just start to, like, fall off. I don't know what's happening, really. But uh, that uh, the bag-headed human from uh, Norman's team shows up with two big-ass blades, ma- like, huge machetes, and he's about to kill everyone. And that's where the chapter ends. Uh, yeah, this guy basically looks like uh, Michael Myers and Jason. Yeah. You know, like a hack and slash in Friday the 13th. What's today? Today is uh, Friday the 20th. Last Friday Last week was Friday, Friday the 13th. 13th. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yes. But um, this was a pretty fun chapter. Um, it really establishes Queen Sindel as like a fucking actual threat. Uh, Norma's going to have his hands full because like she's easily, she's like pretty unstoppable. She pretty just, she killed a lot of fucking people pretty easily. Yeah, this yeah, she's not the soft royal type, you know. She probably, you know, trained and makes sure her gangsters at the very most <laughs> yeah. level it could be. But I am excited to see what this guy does against her. He's a pretty he has a pretty cool design and, you know, motif going on. Yeah. <laughs> but that was uh Promised Neverland. Uh, Brian Boss, randomize me. Batman. Ooh, Batman. Uh, issue number motherfucking pulling up comicsology because it's slow real quick. Brian, which one is it? <laughs> oh God, <laughs> <laughs> everything's falling apart. It's number seventy nine. Yeah. All right, uh, Batman number seventy nine. Forget it. all of that happened. <laughs> uh, boop. Yeah, that was uh, that was the the forget me gong. So I feel like every other Tom King um, issue of Batman, I have to go to Google and type something in and try to figure something out so I don't feel like a dummy. What was it this time? Well, uh, Selena dropped a quote to this guy that was talking shit about what's going on in Gotham. Mm-hmm. And um, let me see. The fuzz is back. Oh, Wait, well, anyway. No. <laughs> Yeah, she basically tells him to, like, just, you know, you don't know what you're talking about. Like, you're, you're, you're speaking as if you've been there and you haven't. Like, you're just stating these 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 things that you perceive as facts and they're not. Yo, don't talk about my city that way. Yeah, it was just, you know, it was pretty gangster. Yeah. And then he said, I think you should watch. He's like, Selma, I think you should. No, he asked the dude. He told Bruce, like, oh, yeah, you should uh, check your lady because she shouldn't be snapping back at me. And, and, you know, she punched him in the face. Mm-hmm. Bruce ain't had to do nothing. Yeah. Uh this issue is like another one of them uh, intermediate ones. Uh, these uh, interlude chapters, I mean, where it's they're not in Gotham yet. It's just still like reconciling all of her uh, all the relationship stuff between Batman and Catwoman. Well said, but uh, it's done. It, it's done well. You know, it's not it's not anything that pushes the story, but mm-hmm. it, it's it's great for the dynamic of the well, the kind relationship. of uh, it ends uh, with. Them uh, attacking Magpie, or Magpie, however you're supposed to pronounce it. Uh, she works for Bane, and she's uh, working on a shipment of uh, Venom, the uh, the steroids that Bane uses that get them all roided up. Uh, and they pretty much just destroy their shipment and all that stuff, and, you know, 
Yeah. And looks super cool. Yeah, super cool. Full page spread. Of, like uh, Batman, you know, Bruce is all vulnerable and he's telling her like about, oh man, I, this is one of those chapters I really wish I had wrote something down uh, beforehand because um, we are not doing any justice. Yeah, I mean, towards the, the, you the know, depth of, of like them kind of like going through the hoops of forgiving each other and yeah. realizing that they're just human and that humans make mistakes and that, you know, all that matters is intent and, and how you apply that intent. It, <clears throat> I mean, you know, I mean, if we were going to do that, we would have to read the entire thing like out loud. Yeah, we because would. it's a, all that stuff is done through dialogue. Uh, so I guess the best we can say is read Batman. Honestly, it's worthwhile. Yeah. This was a, this was a very teach good you something issue. about your life and about maybe a future relationship you get into about take not taking things as seriously as you need them to. Uh it's interesting because he he makes the point that he met Selena before he was even Batman. Yeah. So on the street. Their their relationship kind of predates his like whole big war before he became who he is. He met Selena. You know? Yeah, that was kind of the yeah, that was the running like theme of this comic and kind of the previous ones where they're saying where they met first whether it was the street or the boat. And Bruce would say the boat and Selena would say the street. And he finally conceded at the end and said, yeah, it was the street where we first met. But he was saying that we were posing as other people. You know, I wasn't myself. The road to Flavortown has. Whoa. (laughs) Sorry. This is shit that was still up from Uh, the last time. I I was just That's cool. Oh, yeah. I should let y'all know what we're cooking with. (laughs) Yeah. Coming soon. No pun intended. Ah, The pun was intended. I meant it. I meant it. He meant it. I meant it. Anyway. Uh, um, but anyway, anyway, I mean, you know, it's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So when he met on the street, he wasn't the man that he has become now, basically not at this point, but basically the Batman, you know, he, he was just finding out who he was and Selena wasn't truly who she was yet either. But when they was on the boat, you know, he was Batman and she was Catwoman. Mm-hmm. They were in the elements. They felt like that's where they met each other and they met their truths. Yeah. And they kind of just resolved to start over. Again, on this beach. Yeah. It's like, we met on the beach, is their last words yeah, to each ba- other. Batman says, you know, the vow is still all important to me, but that doesn't, you know, I shouldn't be scared to also add these things to my life. Like, these things can be of equal importance as well as the vow, which is, you know, him being with Selena. Yeah, simply put, yeah, there we go, I right. can be Batman and also happy. Yes. So. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. So. Tom King. Yeah. You're the man. But um, yeah, it's a it's a lot of di- like all the important stuff that really happens in this issue is all done through dialogue, and I, we don't want to like really give that away because it's it's pretty well written, and you should be checking this out for yourself anyway. Um, but I recommend all the way around. Uh, that was Batman number seventy nine. Brian Boss, bring us back to Japan. <laughs> Jojo. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Black Clover. Oh, yeah. Ba- Black Clover, chapter 220. Uh, visits. Uh, the Black Bulls have a new mission to be exiled and also to find out information about the demons. Uh, the chapter starts out the Black Bulls are dismissed, and Damnatio goes to, go to see Julius. And he's like, You sneaky bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yes, lie. Um, but yeah and he uh, julius is just like what are you talking about i didn't forgive them i left it in their hands you know is uh you know it's a it's a sly move uh 
he uh Julius reunites with his assistant guy. Forget this guy's name. Uh bowl cut dude. Uh, Marks. Yeah, Marks. Marks is his That's name. a dude, right? Yeah, I think it's a dude. Okay. Uh I mean, you know, what does it matter? What are you a binary man? <laughs> you, you, the binary man. binary ways. <laughs> I am the binary man. That's uh, as spicy as it's gonna get on that topic. I think, I think binary man would just he could weed out all options but two. <laughs> <laughs> he either went this way or this way. Hmm. He could cut menu items down to two choices. <laughs> two choices only. Alright, we have two options. Yeah, we know. <laughs> Where do you want to eat, girl? You have two options. <laughs> uh, but uh, anyway, that was uh, uh, yeah. That's Marx's ability, uh, apparently by binary, <laughs> binary <not>? magic. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I don't know how he got down this rabbit hole. <laughs> but uh, we cut over to uh, Charlotte, who's uh, bedridden uh, after being possessed by fucking elf spirit. And uh, she, uh, I called this scene. Uh, where she recalls uh, being really close My to Yami. My mother called this scene. <laughs> I'm not... Pr- Congratulations. Whatever, man. <laughs> you get your congrats with the other one. Fair. Uh, you can't but anyway, yeah, she's like super embarrassed and stuff. She's like, Yami was that close to me this whole time. Oh, my God. And then yeah, Yami I'm just... I'm a grown-ass woman, but I'm so shy. And then Yami just shows up and she's like, holy shit, he's here. Uh and uh, Yami's trying to ask her about uh, the uh, this spell, this uh, forbidden spell thing that she has. But she's just like, oh, yeah, I felt like that happened so long ago. I don't remember what he's talking there about. There were some interesting scenes before, like, it got into devil, devil crazy time. Yeah, I don't remember anything. <laughs> it's like a big blur, right? It really is. I remember the sheep turning into a wolf. That happened. Yeah. No, Charmy? Yeah. Yeah, Charmy was Charmy like, evolved. Charmy is a troll. Yeah, something like that. Dwarf. Oh yeah, that was before our time in the podcast. Charmy is surprise, surprise, a dwarf. Wait, that's that's why I don't remember person. it. But when she's in her dwarf sh- form, she's taller than her regular form. <laughs> well, because she's a dwarf, she could pack it in even smaller than normal. That's I know no like one could see that, but I just shrugged. <laughs> <laughs> he just shrugged like, mm, all right. <laughs> Um, but yeah, he's about to ask him. Charlotte is just thinking, "Is like, what is he gonna ask me?" And right as he's about to ask, she just freaks out. Uh, and she yeah. runs halfway across the Clover Kingdom. I do appreciate how far they took this joke. If you're gonna do this stereotypical dumb thing, at least go all the way with it. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of enjoyed it. I thought it was funny. Yeah, he, I guess he thought he was gonna check her about like having feelings for him or something like that. And you know, like you said. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, forbidden. It's magic. funny. Like, you don't she, remember anything about that? No. Uh, she, she, has some type, she has some type of curse, and something. it makes her strong. Ooh, bad curse. <laughs> she was like trapped in some tower or something. I don't like care. That. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, man. But I do appreciate that. Like, they make it really Looney Tunes. She wa- she like runs through a building, but she comes out with a baby somehow, and then she just tosses the baby. Away. Jeez. No, she gives it to somebody, but it was oh, some rando. Yeah, I, I yeah. yeah. Take this baby. I appreciate this dumb thing that they did. Like, at least if you're gonna do this like dumb joke, I appreciate you going balls to the wall with it. Uh, this was a fine chapter, you know, harmless overall. Damnatio, damnatio. Uh, but uh, I guess, yeah, I guess that would be it for Black Clover. Uh, it was fine. Uh, Brian Boss randomized me.
Absolute carnage. All right, absolute carnage. We only have one of these today. Uh, there's no times like I. Well, lethal protectors came out, but I didn't buy it because it's yeah, it's so eliminated. It's eliminated. All right, you know it didn't make the it didn't make the cut. I'm tired of this shit. <laughs> and also, I had to buy a Spider-Man book today that was five bucks for no reason. Uh, so I'm not. I have no regrets. Uh, no regrets. The issue picks up where the last one left off. Miles has been taken over by a Carnage symbiote, and now he is full Carnage. Uh, yeah, Venom is in real trouble now, and uh, well, Eddie is just like, "Fuck, Norman, we can fix this. We can save you." And uh, Venom symbiote is just like, "Fuck no, we're gonna kill this guy." Yeah, right. He's like near Island. And then he just stabs Norman through the heart after uh, he distracts him with news about Normie. Uh, Tricks him, you know what I'm saying? Because he, yeah, because the real Norman actually comes out and he's like, Normie? Because remember, he's mm-hmm. thought he's Cletus. Yeah. Uh, a lot of, there's a lot going on here. Yeah. It's a weird scene, but um, yeah, Eddie Venom is, got away with the with Scorpion and Miles is a Venom creature. Yeah, pretty that much. Was, that's what happened in that situation. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Venom and Eddie have like this, uh, this argument and he, and like about finishing off Osborne and Eddie's like, no, we're not killing Osborne. And she's like, well, at some point we're going to have to do something here. And uh, if you won't do it, then I'll find somebody who can foreshadowing mm-hmm. uh, or someone strong enough who can foreshadowing foreshadowing uh, strength. So, yeah, he grabs Scorpion and he flies away back into uh, the maker's headquarters and uh, who is waiting for them there? But Spider-Man, The Thing, Wolverine, and then Captain America, and Bruce Banner. Uh, they're all uh, doing the, the very m- best friends in the world. Yeah, <laughs> these are the four best friends that anyone <laughs> could have. Uh, yeah, they. I think they just finished uh, working on uh, one of the kids. I think that's Normie in the background there. Yeah, but it's safe because Bruce Banner did it. Yeah, Bruce Banner came in and was like, can you not make this a death machine? And he's like, all right. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I guess this was re- this is uh, resolved in a Venom tie-in, so we'll we'll get to that when we get to that. Apparently, Sleeper's a cat now. Yeah, which I I'm, think that no, that's cool. They I like it. Make, I mean, his his uh, he was what was it a a dead corpse was his like host before? Yeah, a Cree soldier is his host, but uh, you know, he's a he's a cute little kitty cat with four eyes now, and uh, he looks up to Eddie. Is like, hello, Eddie. It's good to see you again, and they're cool. I like that. I hope they keep them. Uh, but yeah, they put uh, the uh, the members of the Codex people inside of the pods and, um, you know, they get started on work. And uh, th- after they talk for a while, they it, it's revealed that uh, Eddie wasn't there the whole time. The Eddie that showed up somehow was actually Carnage. It was Gletus Cassidy this whole time. Uh, I don't know how this happened or when this happened, like when they made that switcheroo. I mean, he could have came in at some point, right? Yeah, it's just super not clear. Because it, it, it's a cut to hours later. So anything could have happened within that hour, those you know, hours. Yeah. Well, Carnage knew they was there because of the other symbiotes getting there. Yeah. He has that omnipotence factor with his uh, creatures. And then maybe he took Scorpion and was like, all right, I'm going to fake myself in there. Or he just slid in at some random point. Yeah, I mean, you know. One or the other. It's not the worst deal, but I wish it was uh, like a little more better explained. Yeah, me too. Um, but maybe there's going to be more clarity in the other Venom. 
Maybe. Um, but now there's uh, he starts to shapeshift into Carnage and brings in a bunch of Carnage monsters, and they in big trouble now. Uh, and Venom gets sick of fucking Eddie's shit, so he's like, "I, it, I told you, if you don't find, if you don't do something, I'll find someone strong enough who will." And he takes over Bruce Banner, uh, and makes a Banner Venom, which is uh, pretty fucking rad. Uh, apparently, the Hulk has never been a symbiote, which you would That's think. That's news to me. Yeah, they say it in this issue that Venom uh, has never inhabited a Hulk. Which you, I thought they would at some point, especially in the 90s when this would have been Yeah, right. Rad. The coolest thing ever. <laughs> I mean, I would have been all about it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's where the issue ends. Uh, we are Hulk. Uh, there's a Hulk Venom symbiote thing. Pretty excited about it. Uh, I don't know how many issues are left for Absolute Carnage. I think it should well, be over. six of them, right? There's six, yeah. I mean, I'm making uh, That was only issue number three. I yeah, this was. only five. I think that's five. Five is a good number. Yeah. Uh, but in any case, that was an absolute carnage. It still keeps up. It's still pretty good, uh, despite the uh, the hit or miss tie-ins. Uh, the main event itself has not let me down yet. So pick it up if you can. Uh, this is, it's weird. Uh, it may sound weird, but I feel like the, uh, my bad, bro. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. The tie-ins, you know, like bad tie-ins kind of like, watered down the entire event in my opinion where like i would have rather them explain something in one panel that hey uh carnage affected these areas over here with these people rather than put out a whole corny ass fucking i agree issue you know a, a series yeah that's been the weak point of this event uh had it just been st- sticking with the spider family and then the core marvel series like avengers champions and like one or two other miscellaneous shit, like like Deadpool and and, yeah. and, and Ghost Rider, it would have made sense. But they went, they went everywhere with this, mm-hmm. so it's kind of, kind of takes away from the entire experience for me. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of rough. Uh, American comics aren't great with like streamlining their stories, and I don't know if it's really just like a monetary thing where they're trying to just milk as much money as possible out of a certain event or what by getting as many characters involved as possible, but. Yeah, it does hurt the event overall. Uh, but anyway, that was uh, that was uh, absolute carnage. Uh, Brian Boss randomized me. One Piece. Oh, yeah. One Piece chapter 955, Enma. Uh, this is a pretty big chapter. Uh, it starts off where Hiori has just decided to fucking... I, I thought she split off, but I guess she just is in hiding now. Uh Kawamatsu assures everyone that she's in a safe place. Uh, apparently, she used to be quite the tomboy 20 years ago. Uh, she used to like just dropkick uh, this uh, this kid Momonosuke casually when when they weren't so time displaced. That was his little sister, right? Yeah, he was supposed to be the older one, but now that but because of the time travel stuff, yeah, he is now the young one. Um, but yeah. The the next thing that happens is that Zoro is uh, is presented with the Enma sword. There, uh, uh, Tenguyama, the swordsmith, uh, the blacksmith for Wano, he uh, he he's crafted two swords that used to belong to Odin, uh, Momonosuke's dad, and the former shogun of of Wano. Uh, one of them is the Ame no Habakiri, uh, which cuts down the heavens, and Enma that splits the earth to the bottom of hell. <laughs> Yo, these shits are so wild because they don't really do those things, even in an outlandish series like One Piece. So it's just funny to me. 
Yeah. Like the over-exaggeration names. Yeah, these are uh, two excellent great, twenty two of the 21 excellent great swords. This is something like from way back in the day. They really haven't mentioned this in a while. Yeah, way back. Yeah, uh, Rogue You gotta Town. love One Piece, man. Like, Yeah. He planted seeds for this, and I guess he just put those ideas out there and was like, oh, yeah, I did say something was important about these swords. Yeah. Let me... Let's explore that. One Piece is like 21 years old. This this is maybe a, a what 15 year old story yes. story element in the making. So you know, that's still not resolved. That's some real deep world building where you're supposed to remember all this shit. Well, I guess I was kind of selling one of these swords short because that was a special property yeah they're both really some. strong swords uh, there are like tiers of swords in this world uh you know i think 21 excellent great swords are like the strongest swords there are and in one piece the stronger the sword like it has like a will of its own it's like kind of this mythos within uh the swordsman of one piece it's i guess it's kind of like a hockey thing as well um because uh, kind of like soul eater in this sense, if it says that it has the soul of a, you know, like it has its own spirit, yeah, like weapon having its own, or like bleach, like bleach, yeah. This I has mean, been, yeah, more more like bleach. More yeah, like bleach. This, this kind of thing has happened with Zoro before. Zoro picks up the Enma sword, and uh, he gives it a try, and just like one casual sli- uh, swing was enough to cut the entire coastline. Yeah, he's been doing that so easy. I can't wait till he does that to somebody else. I want to see what they do if they just block it. Yeah, but the price that would is, be kind of wild. They they explain that this sword and Zoro, after just swinging this kind of lightly, his arm is just like a fucking twig, because uh, apparently this sword just absorbs the user's hockey and just exudes it out on yeah. its own. Uh, and yeah, just, and you got to train to get control of it. And mm-hmm. He's down for the challenge. And he's like, yeah, man, whatever. And Zoro probably being the strongest person in this fucking series right now. Arguably, yeah, like, yeah, probably even stronger than Luffy at. ATM. Yeah, that's always been kind of like a questionable thing is that Zoro could probably beat Luffy. He has the mashup. I mean, you know, you got a Charizard versus a War Turtle, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I would say Luffy's a War Turtle. No, nah, no, nah, I would say that, that Zoro's the War Turtle. No. He may, Luffy may be a stage above him, but, it, you know, he still does have a, a matchup. Yeah. It also helps that, like, Zoro's entire role on the crew is to fight. So he's supposed to be probably the strongest guy there. Yeah. Um, but in any case, there's a lot of like, uh, this is the last buildup chapter. Uh, and the, um, because we we moved through like events pretty quickly. There's like five days at the start of this chapter, three days at the start of this chapter till the raid is supposed to happen. Yeah. And we go through all three days. Uh, the first of the three days, they're just kind of just figuring out how they're going to um, build their army up so they can match up against Kaido. Kaido has, like, about 4,000 people. Oh, no, wait, he has, like, 3,000 people on his side in Shogun, and the Shogun Orochi has, like, 10,000. So they need to kind of at least match it. Uh, and Luffy has been tr- Luffy and Zoro have gone off to train in uh, their respective ways. Yeah. Uh, as the days go by, they add 200 more people into the army. Uh, and uh, the day before the raid... Uh, Keenan Mon and the other samurai have to head out to the port to meet up with the rest uh, of their fighting force. Uh, the people in the uh, excavation camps uh, around Wano are kind of hearing whispers and rumors about an evasion happening. Some of them are just like, it's bullshit. They don't have the will to do it. Kaido is just going to destroy them. But some people feel hope. Uh, There's a dope two-page spread where all the samurai are just like, we're going to get it popping. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, 
they they visit uh, Yasui and uh, the graves of Yasui and Pedro. They put a grave up, grave up for Pedro here. Very sad. Oh, the only person missing is Cat Viper, right? Yeah. Unless, unless the ninja lady. Oh, no. Cat count. Viper's in the way back. Oh, no. Yeah, I thought that was one, No. Yeah, two, he's like three, somewhere. four, five, six, Dark Storm isn't there. Seven. Oh, wait. Dark Storm is there. So, Cat Viper oh. and that one other guy isn't there. Yeah, because Cat, Cat Viper. Momonosuke doesn't count, obviously. And this chick is not a samurai. She's just a. No, she is one of them. She's one of the Akashi nine. Oh. Uh, but. So, only one person's missing. Yeah, Cat Viper is uh, what went oh, off to Cat find Oh, Cat Viper. Him. So, no, isn't there still one samurai that's missing? That they have to yeah, no, for? they're missing another person. Cause and there's nine, nine of them. them. I don't think she counts. I think she's always been there, but she's no, not she one of the samurai. She is one of the samurai. Because that's a dude, actually, remember? No, I'm talking about her. Oh, oh, you're right. Okay, so, yeah, that's probably. And that's not a girl. Yeah, like I said. Yeah, yeah, like you said. No, she's a girl. But like the, okay. the ninja is a girl. Mm-hmm. The this one is not. Yeah, this one is something else. The dude <laughs> that just looks very. You're binary, <laughs> cis boy, <laughs> cis binary boy. Nice. You really burned me, bro. <laughs> you got me there. It's a war, man. Uh, you're right. Uh, this is a nice little scene where they visit the graves of Yasui and Pedro. Carrot's there. So yeah, Carrot's remember? Wanna, yeah. <laughs> So, She's still here. Yeah. I guess they made a grade for him on Samurai Island. Mm-hmm. Not, um, not Mink Island. Whatevs. Yeah, whatevs. Okay. Uh, as if this uh, arc didn't already have enough lore, we get introduced that uh, Zoro's blade, the Wado Ichimonji, I think the original blade that he started with that has lasted this long, uh, was crafted by... Uh, oh, and also the uh, Kitsetsu 3 that he got on Rogue Town. Was crafted by one by the same guy, uh, Shimotsuki Kozaburo. He broke the laws of Wano once and left this land over fifty years ago. So that's just how Zoro got yeah swords. Well, how they even got out there, whatever. Yeah, is that the sword his friend had? His his friend's sword. The well, one he lost. That I one. think the Wado Ichimanji is supposed to be the one that his friend had. The girl, right? Mm-hmm. That and uh, the uh, the Kitetsu Three is definitely one he bought at Rogue Town. Okay, and the Kitetsu one is the one that the other guy made. Oh, he made all three. The other guy made two of his swords. Okay, and that was the one from Rogue Town and the one that he got now. Mm-hmm. The, not, not the one that he got now. The one that he got now was made by this guy with the long nose. Enema was made by this guy with the long nose. Okay. The other two were made by this one guy who was exiled a while back. So he yeah. was just talking about, hey, by the way, your other two swords are made by the same people. Did you know that? And yes. Was like, oh, no, I did not know that. Cool. Oh, sick. It was like fate. I they, can't wait to learn more about it in a flashback that we're going to get. Yeah, yeah. So those swords have some importance to them, too. Not just this yeah. cool white Enma blade that exudes fire or whatever. Yeah, Luffy seems to have mastered his uh, his control over Ryuo. So he's going to be able to... Use even better hockey. It's just like using them. the force, basically. Yeah, pretty much. They've made well, like when Naruto had the Sage Force and he was able to beat people up without touching them. Yeah, it's pretty much the force, I guess. Um, Law is off doing something somewhere, <laughs> and we get one panel of him looking all mysterious. Um, and meanwhile, Orochi gets word about the the port that they're all supposed to meet at. So shit's gonna get. So they're like probably at a disadvantage off the top. Yeah, who you think told them? Not Nigga, law. You see in the next panel. I'm not. He's not a snitch. He's probably not a snitch. But I'll be. It's oh, too much of a red herring. So funny. It's too much of a red herring. But I think they're building Oda's it too much. Point. He wants it so obvious that when it happens, you're like, wow. <laughs> well, I will be disappointed if it is law. 
because I do like He's evil, man. Listen, his ability is that he can control reality inside of a space. That's O-fucking-D. He's got to get smoked one way or another. Yeah. Uh, and the chapter Because he's basically the strongest person, like, in manga. Like, if you think about it. Yeah. In his area. Yeah. <laughs> in his little area. If he built... If you let him if build If he was smart enough. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and creative enough, he probably could take on almost anybody. Yeah. And he is smart enough. He got this far. <laughs> like, this whole thing was his... Yeah, in Odaland. <laughs> That's the One Piece world. <laughs> Odaland. Odaland. Uh, and uh, the chapter closes out with... Uh, they did this in uh, when Luffy was beat by Kaido, where uh, it's kind of like the end of a Kabuki play, like an art, uh, a an Japanese uh, uh, Broadway. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, it says uh, the battle, the uh, battle that will affect the fate of the very world is about to begin. Wano Act Two, end. Yeah, uh, this is gonna be intense, guys. Yeah, it's gonna get fucking real next chapter. I'm so excited. Things are finally moving, uh, and that's when One Piece is at the best, when they're actually going to... Hopefully, it, I, I've been saying this week to week, that it's like, oh, finally things are going to get moving, but this time for real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's been it's been good regardless. That's what's so cool about One Piece is that their development chapters are still, like, juicy, yeah. you know? Like, there's still little tidbits of lore and character development, and he's just such a great... Um, I can't say it enough. Yeah, you just got to... so good at what he does. Yeah, he just does this thing where he builds up tension and, like, events. He has to... He gets his ducks in a row before he starts Mm -hmm. just releasing shit. Like, he doesn't build things up as it goes. He doesn't get repetitive because it's always different. You know, the subject matter is always Mm -hmm. different. And he moves characters around at such a big pace and scale. Like, everyone... It's annoying at first, but then when it comes together, you, you really enjoy it. And that's fair, you mm-hmm. know? Because he, 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 he forces your patience. He's earned the patience and, and rewards it. Yeah, it's kind of like eating your vegetables before you, have to, before you get into your dessert. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a great, that's a great analogy. And now bro. we're about to get our dessert, dogs. Yeah. <laughs> but with that being Woo. said, that has been One Piece. Brian Boss, randomize me. Fwah, fwah, fwah. Flash forward. All right. This before was, we get into flash forward, it's really like, like instead of broccoli, it's like broccoli and cheese or fried okra instead of regular okra. Because <laughs> you know, even the vegetables are good. That was like the analogy. Yeah. I was, yeah, yeah. All right. All right. So yeah, flash forward. All right. This yeah. took us by surprise. I had no idea this was even happening. But it made Christian's peepee very hard. <laughs> it did not. <laughs> oh, not very hard. Just semi hard. No, I wasn't. Even, I was just like, oh, I guess this is happening. We'll have to see. And then I saw the writer, and this is the one thing I had kind of a concern about. Scott Lobdell is writing a, fl- a Wally West redemption oh, story. Oh, this isn't Tom King? No, not at all. This is the guy who has been writing Red Hood and the Outlaws Lo- since the New 52 began. Lobdell, Booth, Ratman, Guerrero. No, so that's the creative staff. Um, uh, I'll say this about Lobdell. He's uh, very, he's extremely hit or miss. Uh, Fuck man! It's ca- I was I was like banking on this being a legit good story, you know. Because I mean, you know, it's not hopeless because he's not a he's not the worst, you know. I mean, it's he's just kind of underwhelming enough. He has the whole fucking plate set up for him. He doesn't, yeah, and know? I will say this: that he's off to a decent start here. Sure. Uh, the issue is concerning this. The first page is a full page spread of this guy I've never seen before. Not once, but it's <laughs> it's some type of DC uh, cosmic entity. And, you know, they're very 
His name is Tempest, and he, how do you call, how do you call it? Like the the, the cupboards a bear, you know. When it comes to DC, it's not as flavorful as Marvel, where there's these all these derpy, <laughs> machine sentinel people out there in space that have a role. Like in DC, it's not that defined. They're just now starting to get into all of that. Yeah, the best we have is like the Monitor and and Anti Monitor. Yeah, those are the main staples. Yeah. But I don't know how how long running Tempest's thing has been. Uh, but he's like he's pretty important. He has like the the he's I mean, in he's charge the, with the balance of the multiverse. Yeah, he so. is the god of time, I guess. Oh, oh, uh, time and space, or time whatever and the space fucking and, uh, and whatever. Who knows? And Maybe then we, he's like the tribunal, just way weaker. I guess uh, we get we get a little look into um, Wally's time in prison because he's been there after murdering a bunch of superheroes and also trying to cover it up. Uh, Things that Christian feel are. Unredeemable. I didn't. I, I didn't say unredeemable. I just said it's going to be real hard. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, but uh, and well, it, he's in jail right now. He, and he is almost in jail. got murdered. Yeah, with a butter knife. And look, that's that's I'm a very relax. I'm to going to be very fair to this. I think it does build up. Wally, and he hates himself. He, yeah, he's not happy. He, hates himself yes he knows he's a bad guy yeah he knows he made a mistake yeah that's what makes him a decent person. this yeah this is what a good this is the good part of it is that it really digs into his psychology in a way that i think uh identity uh not identity crisis um heroes in crisis crisis didn't do as well you know i feel like this is a better look because we spent more time in his head really thinking about him and like regretting the things he's done it, <laughs> you're just looking at me. I told you that it was not impossible to redeem Wally. I'm saying it's very you're difficult, right. and it's doing a good job of it. It has been so. I'm far. a fair man, cruel but fair. <laughs> um, Heroes make mistakes, bro. Yeah, it they sure do. <laughs> uh, but so yeah, yeah, Wally just gets killed by a butter knife. Uh, for some reason, in the future, a Hawkman dude gets killed by the Mobius chair. Or the Metron chair, whatever the fuck it's called. Uh, but I guess that's going to come into play later. Yeah, uh, I uh, guess they're trying to show us that, hey, yeah, this is an important thing. It is still there, and nobody's been able to do nothing with it because it'll kill you. So, yeah. 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 Um, Refreshed? Good. Okay. Yeah. Back and, to uh, Wally. Wally, <laughs> Wally gets attacked by a few prisoners in, in, the pri- in this prison because, like, he put a lot of them he in. He also gets attacked by his extreme anxiety over the guilt of... <laughs> <laughs> Of what he put Booster Gold, Harley Quinn, and himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but right when he's about to get murked in prison, he gets saved by Tempest. Uh, and he's like, Wally, you must save the multiverse. I stripped my immortal bound so I could come and get you. Or something like that. Whatever right? the fuck I did, yeah, I did it so I could get you. Hurt or something like that. To, to risk such damage to my immortal, immortal coil by journeying all this way he heard himself to transfer to wally yeah uh he's like here's your wally suit and wally's like no i didn't want to see this because <laughs> i'm still repenting because what i did was wrong and i understand that completely yes. yeah yeah i admit when i'm wrong i'm not saying he was wrong or I wrong just, or like, I, is it enough though we'll Dro- see drops I mean, the you know. sword drops the shield listen it's not enough yet because just feeling remorse, it's this is the making Are it up for it. Are you entertained? <laughs> he hasn't made up for it yet. He has, now it's the action. 
What is he going to do moving forward? He hates himself. Yeah, hating yourself is not... An, I hate myself. <laughs> I mean, it's really rough to truly hate yourself, to wake up in the morning and just suck your teeth because you're like, damn. Yeah, I'm but, alive. you know, it's one thing to sit in a, par- in like a self-pitying thing. Those people are dead. <laughs> and know? he's doing his time in jail. And guess what? They're going to come yeah. back with another event. So yeah, it's okay. I'm saying that this is putting They're going to the- find a white lantern ring and bring everyone back. Yeah, but then- if hating himself was enough to fucking absolve him of all his sins, it's th- it doesn't sound right. No. Now if, it's- I, if I could cut the bullshit, yes. He still has way more to go. And you know what? I hope that is the direction of the series overall. I think it is. It's that supposed he's to be. some type of, and he doesn't have to die, but he has to go through some type of fucking trial. I think he will. He'll, he'll be fine. An ultimate think. character building. Yeah. Wally d- separating himself from Barry. Yeah, Scott Lobdell has kind of a challenge here. Redeem this character in six issues. <laughs> Dude, the Red Hood and Outsiders has been such a great series so far. <laughs> 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 because they're important characters, and important characters get their own series. <laughs> and what they do has much consequence. You've seen <laughs> Leviathan, right? A lot of that has to do with the Red... All right, I'm going to stop. <laughs> it was very funny. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, he's do- he did a good job. This is a good start. Lovedale. Uh, so, you know, I'm pulling for him. I really want him to succeed here, you know? We're in your corner, Lobdell. Yeah, we are in your corner. And we're in your corner too, Wally. We are. Well, I am for sure. I was. Dude, I just wish did. they hadn't made you into a murderer. If that was not in your corner, am I don't know I what morally, is. Am I, am I amoral for <laughs> <laughs> No, <laughs> you're not. That <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not that upset. <laughs> really. you know? Yeah. Oh, man, Wally West. Yeah, he's going to save the world. Anyway, where did we leave off at? The end. Where he's like, uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. So the guy tells him, all right, uh, you got to help the universe. And he's like, oh, no, I don't think I should do this. And he's like, well, I didn't give you a choice. You're doing well, it. yeah. You're- Send him to another place. And guess what? It's Black Superman. That's the president of the United States. Nice. Yeah, yeah this, this is an uh, actual multiversal thing. There's you know when you do an equation or some numbers pop up and it's like 420 or 69? Every time nice. I see black president 69, Superman, bro. I'm just bro. like, nice. <laughs> or like two lesbians making out. You're like, yeah. nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. Well, if black, you want to know something Black else, president like, Superman. Nice. His first lady is a uh, is, uh, black Wonder Woman. So. Nice. Nice. I like that. Yeah, this is a universe where basically all... Shouldn't use a lasso, though, right? Because that's kind of like a noose. Well, I have no idea. And that is <laughs> not PC. Well, okay. we'll have to find out because we'll probably see her in this. Yeah. It should have been Michelle Obama. It should have been legit, like, canon Michelle Obama. Well, these characters have predated uh, the, the Obamas. So, like, they're, they're always... That's true. They do. <laughs> so. Even though they're fictional characters. I mean, yeah, they've been here like before his presidency. Oh, yeah, he's hurt, by the way. The president, black man, Superman. <laughs> um, yeah. His arm is, like, broke, even though he's Superman, so it's kind of So weird. someone fucked he's him black, up. He's black, so he's not as strong as the white <laughs> Superman. You're not what that if goes. it's Doomsday? Oh, maybe. Ooh, <laughs> we got a good story coming up for Yannick is soon. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? <laughs> uh. Oh, uh, we can. Oh my God! Did you read it? I did. Ew. Uh, All right, maybe we'll see what we got time for. Uh, but anyway, uh, that was flash forward. Pulling for it. I'm here for it. All right. No cap from Christian Espinal. He's wearing a Kansas City hat. <laughs> I sure the fuck am. And and that statement is valid. We're gonna remember that. <laughs> Brian's gonna remember it too. Whatever, man. I have mad hats. I have different hats. 
I like Kansas City. I like Chiefs. Yeah. I like their quarterback. 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 Uh, Brian Boss randomized me. We have such a great view. Samurai 8. All right. Samurai 8, chapter 18. LOL, funny chapter. Let's get it going. Uh, this is mostly a battle chapter. Um eh. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, there's like yeah. a little bit of antics with the new characters. There up is front. some cool. No, there's antics and there is some cool battle. I think that like this is him being very clever about showing us, hey, this is how the powers work in this series. Yeah, I mean, we know what the powers are like. Listen, I didn't know that you could turn your sword into a glider and glide through fucking the space. I mean, you know, there's like it's. I've always looked at these swords as like they're basically scorpions from World Trigger. You can yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're literally the exact. It's the same premise. It's literally the same yeah, exact you know. thing. I'm not even hating. I just these, the handles are like triggers. Exactly. You could turn them into guns. Guga guns and all yeah. of that. Various different things. It's just more fluid. Yeah. They're less rigid. And that's I hope he turns his sword into some guns. Vex. He doesn't do that this chapter, by the no, way. No, he does not. They're basically the the keyblade from Kingdom Hearts three. You could morph them into guns and yeah, all this actually. Yeah, Kingdom Hearts three was wild. It was a weird, lot, huh? a yeah. lot. That yeah. is how you describe that game, anyway. But anyway, this guy is fighting on par. Uh, this Rio guy is like fighting on par with uh, with with Dharma. He he's forced him into go into his samurai armor, which is pretty impressive considering. How strong this uh, Dharma actually is, um, but yeah, so Hachimaru is just kind of learning. He's just like, "Holy shit, this guy's!" I didn't know he could do all this shit with the sword. Yeah, he could be creative. And uh, the battle is basically halted by uh, Dharma's crippling debt <laughs> because apparently, yeah, apparently that was funny. Hachimaru racked up like fucking one million yen, uh, seventeen million yen. On this fucking planet, buying a sash for uh, for An, who who ripped off part of her sash to save his dad to try a swag tastic. By the way, <laughs> yeah, it's like a really nice sash too. It's got like a painting on it. Jesus Christ! It's like made with gold fibers and all of that. He spent millions of dollars on this shit. I guess that's the that's the punchline. Yeah, Dharma's like, how could you confuse one thousand seven hundred yen with seventeen million? Bitch, I just left the house yesterday for the first time. <laughs> Uh, she said, dog, all I was doing was watching, playing video games and drinking apple juice. I don't know what the fuck is going on. What are numbers? Head. You left me alone with this airhead. All this bitch knows how to do is annoy me and cook. <laughs> like, what the fuck was I supposed to do? And Dharma's like, yeah. Right. Fair. I guess I understand with my cat logic. <laughs> he can't. So they can't pay $17 million, but they, these two thieves uh, come up with an alternative. Uh, if they enter this tournament arc, they can win 1 billion yen. Cool. Okay. Well, uh, you um, know, tournament right. arc is always a good opportunity to turn your series around. So Sure. Uh, okay. Introduce so, some new characters. Yeah. Apparently, there's a planet out there that runs a festival for rogues and ruffians. Uh, tournament planet. This really is like Kingdom Hearts. Uh, it's, <laughs> uh, it's pretty shonen, I guess. It's like I the Olympic uh, the world. I feel like this is around the same time where the Chunin exams happen for Naruto, so hopefully this... No way. Yeah. This is only 18 chapters in. Well, Chunin exams started around volume five of Naruto. What? Which was about... If Dude, it had to be like 100, 100 chapters in. No. What? The Zabuza arc, and then yeah. immediately into the Chunin exams. Oh, you're right. And the Zabuza arc was four volumes long. 
Okay. So I would say around chapter 25 is when the tuning exam started. I don't feel like any of that shit happened in this series, though. It still feels like we're on chapter five. Well, so. Ata was essentially the Zabuza arc. Oh, of this man. Series. Whatever. Yo, and, now, stupid. and now we're going into our tuning exams. <laughs> All right. I mean, you know. We'll see. I feel like he's doing this because Samurai is actually not doing great in the polls. Yeah, uh, yeah so let's get to the action. Let's so if cool. there's anything that will pull him up, it's probably a tournament arc. And you know what? I'm with it. I'm giving him a chance. I He's really good. The tuning exams were among one of our favorites. I'm going to keep reading so, it for the sake. Uh, it would have to get really, really bad. Like, I, I mean, would yeah. have to, like, <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> it would just have to get really bad. I mean, you know, I, it's not it's not the worst series ever either. So I, I think it's, it's it sounds like we're going pretty the hard on really it. Good too. But um, I will say that Tournament Arc is exciting. Um, yeah, he's he's had experience in doing pretty well with these. I, I, and yeah, Hachimaru's got like you know he has some fighting sense from playing the fighting games, but you know we got to see them him really express himself on the battlefield. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it, and I think we're gonna see the limits push with the art too. Yeah, I think that actually, that's what did it for like series like World Trigger and even like Black Clover and and um and Hero Academia. It was like the fighting scenes. Yeah, it made me fall in love with the series. Yeah, so. there's obviously gonna be like a bigger cast involved too, so that's gonna mm-hmm. be good for the series. Uh, I will say, I think the actual, like, my problem with Samurai 8 so far is the same problem um, that Black Clover has. Uh, is that it doesn't really take too much time to breathe. You know, like... Yeah, that's why I feel like not that much has happened, even though mm-hmm. apparently a lot has happened. Enough has happened, I guess. I mean, yeah. you know, it's... Take your time, bro. Come on. The Kishimoto. Because there's this moment, I remember when they uh, had, he had a moment with An, when they were digging up the locker ball and stuff, yeah. and that was like a nice moment. It needs m- more like that, I feel. Yeah. He needs to take his time a little bit more, and I hope he does that going forward. Uh, you got to get us involved in the world, dude. Uh but uh, that's being said, uh, that was Samurai 8. Brian Boss, randomize me. <laughs> House of X. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. I'm so fucking excited. This, uh, this is House of X number uh, five of six. So we're getting close. Um, this is a pretty monumental issue. <laughs> like it's very similar to the Moira one, where it explains a pretty crazy element to this world. Uh, this is following the immediate fallout of uh, the death of the fucking Suicide Squad, uh, Professor Xavier. The X Men. Mm-hmm. Suicide Squad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Task Force. Task Force X Men. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There are Task Force. Yeah, they are. Task, Task Force, Force X is the uh, official name for the Suicide Squad. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, they roll in. Um, they bring in these five X-Men. One of them that I knew tree. from the Spider-Man series. Yeah, Miles. Goldball. Yeah, Goldballs yeah, from Miles like, oh, Morales shit, series. I remember this guy. Do you know who <laughs> Goldballs is? Oh, Goldballs' power is he produces golden balls. He just makes golden balls appear. And then Hickman decided to take him. <laughs> yo. <laughs> this guy that had, yo. I swear to God, he never had, like, any relevance before. Yeah, he was just a kid. And um, Gold Ball shows up. He never even sold all his gold balls for money. I don't know if it's real gold. It he, is real gold. He just doesn't sell them. Okay. Because he's so a good guy. So, apparently, Gold Balls' balls are not balls. They're fucking eggs, Brian. Infertile eggs, though. Yeah. So he's step one of whatever process they're about to do right now. The core. 
you may see. The other four X-Men that are brought in, the first, the second of which is Proteus, who is a reality-warping mutant. And he, his role in this is that he takes gold balls as eggs and he makes them fertile and able to give life because he could just do that. Uh, yeah, he fertilized. <laughs> and then when they take, when they get these newly able to be fertilized eggs, they take DNA mutants, which is why they went to Mister Sinister. Sinister, yeah. I mean Sinister. Yeah. To get like the library of DNA of all the mutants ever, they inject mutant DNA into this egg. Uh, Elixir, the giver, of the life giver, would start the cellular process of replication. So basically, which is life essentially? I think right, like at its mm-hmm. barest form, it's just cell re- 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 reproduction. Yeah, and then yeah. Eva Bell comes in because her power is time control, and she just fast forwards the process. And uh, Hope Summers, the future daughter, alternate universe daughter of uh, Jean Grey and Cyclops, her power is that she can <coughs> bring out the full potential of these other mutants' powers. She's like the the centerpiece that brings them all together. They get into like some weird holding hands prayer circle. And then all together, they are able to resurrect the fucking mutants who just died. Yes. No cap. <laughs> so, yeah, everyone's back. Cyclops, Jean Grey, fucking Nightcrawler, Mystique, they're all back. And then there's the final piece of the puzzle. The mm-hmm. mask that, that uh, Xavier wore, which is something we probably should have called. It's Cerebro. And, um, oh, yeah, we did call that. Did we call we that? We kind of said it's, it's most like It's Cerebro, Cerebro, but it's not. They added a new, like function to cerebro it doesn't only just find mutants anymore he has like the entire consciousness of every mutant ever in the cerebro that he can transfer back into these empty shell bodies so yeah, they get one-ups like, <laughs> essentially uh everyone uh, all these five mutants, all these uh suicide squad imagine, <laughs> that's yeah, <laughs> oh, that's the one. There you go. yeah if you used to like back up your whatever is on your laptop and then destroy this laptop and then put that CD into another, you get the point, right? Yeah. The next scene is just basically a presentation, like a real cult, like. Yeah, it was. It was. It was a little uncomfortable because it was like they are the real undeniable ones, and it's like you know I don't personally as the reader, which I felt he was gearing that toward. Maybe I'm wrong. I was just like Hickman. It's fine. I believe that they're the real X Men. Well, it wasn't for us. No it's for the context of the story. It's just bro. Why did? So empowering what, they just the mutants. Didn't trust them. I guess. I guess. I guess. Because like, look guess, at us. Yeah. We're fucking immortal now. <laughs> uh, you know what? I guess I didn't really take it. Look at it from that perspective. That they was using it as a galvanizing point. Yeah. Not not so much that hey, your friends are back. It's like look what we can achieve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I she like basically that. is okay. just like, look, this is Cyclops. He has the form of Cyclops, but do I know him? How do I know it's you, Cyclops? And then they see that's why I thought he was just being real extra about no, it, yeah. or, or like trying to convince us. I was like, I get it, my nigga, it's fine. <laughs> and then <laughs> it's like it was a great process. You know, all these guys would say something only their respective characters would say, and uh, then she would just be like, "This is my brother. I know him as you do. His name is Cyclops, but he is more than that. What is he? Mutant. Yes. It's pretty fucking weirdly epic. <laughs> it's like uh, it's powerful, man." Uh, but they do reveal that they haven't been able to do this with everyone that's ever passed. Mut- the mutants who have been dead up to this point are gone forever. So they can't really resurrect, like, with impunity. Dude, this draws such a strong parallel to, you know, our history here in America where, you know, you've got these mutant beings that, 
you would think that, oh, I can, like, if I, if I grew up as I am now, and then all of a sudden I could, I found I was a mutant, I could shoot fire from my hands and do all of these spectacular things, nigga, I'm thinking I'm lit. I'm turning the hood mm. up, and things, things are changing for me. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? In a positive way. I don't care what the fuck anybody has to say. I'm going to say, you're hating, you're jelly. I'd be jelly too, right? <laughs> but you see, the parallel here is that society in, you know, in the world, in that Marvel Universe, was so twisted to the point that these people believed that they were monsters, that they were less than, even though they were clearly more unique and more powerful and even possibly more bright in mm-hmm. the mind than, you know, their normal human counterparts. So, yeah. and that's what happened here. You know, you, you when people say, oh, why is there a, a gay pride parade? Oh, why is the you know, all these black positivity things, a BET. It's like, because there was a... Uh, mindset in this country that taught people that they were less than that. So we need these things now. We need these things to remind people who still think this way. So, you know, these are the greatest authors, the guys that can draw the parallels. Cause at the end of the day, that is the most important part of story in my opinion. Yeah. How can we use fiction and, and, and abstract thinking to paint a real life example for people to understand. Mm -hmm. And that's what Jonathan Hickman is doing, in my opinion, for, uh, you know, drawing that parallel between Mm -hmm. just to say straight up, you know, colored people in America and just people, you know, the little guy in the world in general. Yeah. At its best, this is kind of what the X-Men have always been trying to achieve. You know, it's just empowerment. You were right, man. I was ready to write off that as just, you know, pretentious or like him being really extra and, you know, I, I I'm I'm a little ashamed mm-hmm. of myself. That I didn't take that moment to, to to take it in there, and I had to have this epiphany on the fucking podcast. I should have been prepared to say that. Yeah, you know? I mean, it's also really interesting because there's also a very weird shade of gray to all of this. Of course, you there know, is it, the whole. He's you so know, fucking good at doing on. that too. It's just like the idea that, yeah, this is like a very strong and empowering moment for a group of uh, of marginalized individuals. Mm-hmm. But also, this could have a negative connotation going forward. It could yeah, easily go... manipulating, you know? Uh, I'm sorry. Well, with the yeah. idea of like just bringing people back like this, then it makes people just more willing to die for a cause. Yeah. And if this ever goes haywire, this resurrection thing, it's kind of... it's The mutants are kind of fucked. Yeah, I mean, it, it boils down to the dedication it, and, and that they feel like, you know, whatever it, what it is they're fighting for, whatever moral methods they're taking, or whatever methods they're taking, it's up to them to figure whether it's moral and worth going for. Yeah. Speaking, of, sh- speaking of shades of gray, yeah. back at the United Nations, they're all vo- uh, the United Nations is voting on whether to acknowledge Krakow as an individual sta- uh, country of its own. Uh, and in, uh, long story short, Emma Frost seems to have some influence over their mind because part of her power is psychic. You know, she's uh, she's not as strong as Charles is, but she's able to manipulate the minds of people. And uh, she, her being a, fine, uh, a former villain, she has no qualms of being in the gray area and, com- and manipulating people. So, because Charles reveals that, like, when they came into this, they seemed, like, this council seemed kind of not going with making Krakoa, acknowledging Krakoa as its own country, but... After Emma Frost showed up, they suddenly changed their minds. Yeah. Um, so this is Charles checking her. Yeah. You well, Charles is not even mad. Charles. Charles is like. He's gonna well, know that he knows. Yeah, he like, knows, hey, and uh, he knows that hey, there might be a consequence to this. But for now, good job. Yeah, I guess logically speaking, I mean, had they said no, then war would have happened immediately, or whatever domino effect from them 
not accepting them mm-hmm. would have happened where at least this prolonged it a little bit. Maybe well, he also have. Yeah, he also yeah. seems to be implying that this is not going to affect mutants as a whole, but it will come down on Emma herself. And he sees this kind of as a sacrifice that she made. Yeah. Because he says, I just want you to know that I know. And I, in a grateful na- nation, thanks you for your sacrifice. Yeah, meaning, bitch, you taking the fall if shit goes sour. We're, we're blaming it on you, and we're not letting this whole mutant shit fall down. It's just like, yeah. oh. And to okay. be fair, she's like, cool yeah, with it. She's I'm like, happy. <laughs> she's like, I know what I did. And I'm fucking Emma Frost. I've done shit like this before. Yeah, fuck them. They should have really agreed with us anyway. Yeah. Assholes. Uh, the issue ends three days later uh, on Krakoa. Wolverine is there with uh, with Charles and Magneto. And uh, Charles is like, uh, Magneto is like, hey, are you sure you want to do this right now? And uh, Xavier's like, we got to do this, man. This is the only way that this is going to work. And uh, right as he says that, a whole slew of X-Men villains show up, apocalypse included. Yeah. And uh, he uh, he's he's very familiar with Krakoa, obviously, from fighting a fucking battle on there. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Wolverine is kind of wary, as Wolverine should be, honestly. Yeah. Wolverine is like... I wasn't even aware that Apocalypse was around. I just thought that him being around and awake meant that he was trying to take over the world or something. So I guess yeah. he's just been chilling? Question mark? Yeah. Somewhere? Yeah. And in uh, <laughs> so many words they basically form a treaty with all the X-Men villains. It's like, we are now all one. We are all fucking mutants and we're united. We're united front on this. No more bad guys, no more good guys. There's only mutant. And Apocalypse is like, yeah, your your needs will be fulfilled and your wants for the most part as well. Just don't fuck this up. Yeah, don't. (laughs) Yo, yeah, comply. (laughs) And Apocalypse is like, all right. He says something cryptic and then they're kind of like, listen, we need you to say that you're not going to violate. <laughs> he says, I will not. <laughs> he says, I apocalypse. Scouts on her. I, I'm uh, for real, okay? I'm for real, for real. For one people from this day forward. But he says, you know, like, look, I have no reason to. Um, you know, everything I've done so far would attest you guys as mutants. Something I've learned recently was like kind of the reasons why mm-hmm. he's fought them whatever yeah basically okay. what he's saying is just like what you guys are doing is kind of what i wanted you to do anyway yeah grow up hair yeah you guys are kind of like doing i don't all the way agree with that joke with grow up hair yeah. but i mean it sounded appropriate well it's yeah. just like i always wanted you to make strides to become a dominant species and you guys are moving forward for that i don't know if really that's what's going on but if he's falling it is for what's it, it is yeah. what's going on they are trying to be the dominant species it's and they're all you know it's reactionary it's because human the, the the humans that are bad were bad enough to create a certain situation where I guess they had to be this way. Right. It is what it is. But uh, yeah, that's where the issue ends on a big full page spread of uh, Magneto. Oh, not Magneto. Uh, Charles Xavier and Apocalypse shaking hands and yeah, him saying, welcome epic. home. And they don't fucking like each other. I mean, Charles has beef with people, but he really never cared for Apocalypse at all. You yeah. know, that was someone he never really tried to talk to or, you know, mm-hmm. convince otherwise. He, nah, you got to go down Apocalypse. Yeah. Oh, man. This He's a fucking beast, bro. I cannot wait to see what's going to happen here. Like wh- what the overall thing is, what this all these uh, little mini- these miniseries are leading to. Because there's more to this. So, Jesus. I'm wondering what the... Yeah, we'll see. It's we'll so see. good, you guys. Um, come on. Man. <laughs> it's, it's so good. You got to be picking this up. Um, but that was uh, House this of This is X. just the beginning, guys, too. Yeah. That was House of X. Uh, Brian Boss randomized me. Me. 
My Hero. All right. My Hero Academia, chapter... 243. There is not a new chapter this week? 243. There is no new chapter this week. Oh, that's bullshit. There was a new chapter last week, but there was no new chapter this week. That's as weak as it gets, man. Sure does, but... uh. Hold on, I'm sorry. I'm trying to pull this up real quick. I just lost it. Uh, do 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 do. Brian, quick. All right, we're back. <laughs> uh, 243 off to Endeavors Agency. Um, you got a nice two-page color spread. Yeah, it's nice. Real cash, nice and cash. I think he did something similar to this too, where he like played with the red overtone thing here. Uh, I like it coming back. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, they, we start in New, it's New Year's Eve. Uh, Deku is at home with his mom, just recounting the events of uh, what's been happening up to this point. And she's like dying, worried as fuck. Yeah. Uh, but then he shows her this letter that Ari made, and uh, you know she's also proud of him. Uh, I really love these little scenes he has with his mom. They're always like, they are, it always almost brings a tear to my eye because they're always so fucking wholesome and sweet. Mm-hmm. Because uh, she's just like, I, rem- I remember when you used to be pretend to be All Might. Now you're protecting people. <laughs> uh, yeah, her, she, she cries so much that it bursts out the apartment and it floods everything. It's hilarious. Yeah. Very manga. Yeah. Nice. Um, but be cute. Uh, New Year's morning, he uh, heads back out to uh, to the dorms. Meanwhile, back at the, uh, the Liberation Front headquarters, Hawks arrives and... Uh, you know, he gets into like this weird banter exchange with Slide and Go, the uh, superhero. <laughs> yeah, the thing that looks like Buzz Lightyear <laughs> with a fucking cape. Yeah, uh, he's just like. I bet he's real strong too, because that's how it is in this series. You got these jokey ass looking characters, but then they're super official. I can't wait to find out. <laughs> like he, I bet he gives it up. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fucking rad if he does. He's um, like Hawks, I told you I'd be on that ass, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm a fucking, I rank higher than you. And then uh, your boy, Mr. Skeptic, shows up. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. Do you rank higher than him? Are you a fucking uh, spy man? No, you're not. Peace. Bitch. Buzz. Uh, it's revealed that Hawks is now carrying a bunch of little tiny microphones and cameras on his wings uh, so he can spy on the heroes. Yeah, and spread his feathers out, and they all have microphones on them individually. So it's like, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. They even say it's akin to like a satellite network. Yeah. Well, I think it's connected to a sam- uh, satellite so they can all see it. Uh, oh, yeah. But uh, yeah, too. he call- He makes a call to... We get a little flashback of Hawks calling uh, the uh, quote-unquote good guys in this situation that put him in the spy position. Um, and he's basically saying like, hey, they're going to start fucking bugging me and all that stuff. So we're going to have to start communicating in code because shit's about to get real. Um we then cut to uh, Deku, Midoriya, and... Oh, no. I said Deku, Midoriya. Midoriya, um, Bakugo, and uh, Todoroku, who arrive at uh, Endeavor. He uh, he welcomes them kindly at first, but he's like, Psych! I'm actually mean! Uh, Big surprise. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they basically meet for a while. Uh, and he's not really keen on teaching uh, Deku and Bakugo anything. He's really only there for his son. Yo, I th- yo, I think that that is so funny because I had no idea that that was the dynamic, <laughs> right? At first, I thought he was always going to be this serious father and he would even be like some type of bad guy in the end or towards the end or whatever. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like some type of antagonist. But 
he's just this guy that really loves his son and is just trying to have him. Well, that was always his thing is that he uh, he was Shoto. he's been grooming Todoroki to take over for him as the number one hero. Like and this, that Todoroki's actually showing some care towards that situation. Well, it's now that so he's fucking psyched. now that he's becoming aware, he's like, oh shit, I may have abused my children. <laughs> that he's trying to be a little better about it. Um, we get these uh, this little flashback of uh, All Might and and Midoriya talking about um, what's going to happen with his all for one training, uh, and all that stuff. Uh, all Might's like, I'm basically feeling kind of optimistic about your black whip quirk uh if you don't know brian uh deku has developed a second quirk oh, yeah you know, uh black whip it, all the uh past owners of all for one are now starting to manifest their quirks uh it's not just strength he has like six other quirks that he hasn't used yet and from the six other um owners they all had their own unique thing that they passed down as well mm-hmm. so he found one of them out during uh, a battle with like a training battle with uh class 1b uh so yeah, that's uh, they're just kind of like worried about that. <laughs> How really. lame is it that All Might and Midoriya won't have anything to pass down extra? <laughs> they just <laughs> yeah, neither of them had quirks at the start. That's so. Funny. But I think uh, there he's like the ninth uh, one, right? Yeah. So there, then that means if there's six people who oh, had quirks, perhaps maybe one other then, person wasn't. Even. Yeah, a couple people didn't have. Maybe quirks. the woman, maybe the female, like the past maybe. three didn't work. Yeah, maybe uh. Shimura's grandda- grandma. Yeah. Um, who knows? Uh, he definitely encourages Bakugo to go to Endeavor because they're very similar. And he thinks he can learn a lot from Endeavor, especially how he is now. And I think that's actually pretty true. They are very similar when they're both pieces of shit. Yeah. <laughs> but I think they're like very, they're both actually very ambitious. I think that's what he meant more is that they're very aggressive and ambitious and they want to the respect spot. each other. Mm hmm. I think so too, and and that dynamic will push Todoroki and Deku. I mean, Deku never really needs a reason, but mm-hmm. that might light a fire under Todoroki's ass too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. Uh, they uh, they spot trouble happening uh, like a few blocks away, and uh, Endeavor's just like, just sit back and watch me do fucking my thing. I'm the best. And uh, but they don't they don't take that line down. They start suiting up the kids, and they're just like, tell us what we can do, and. Uh, Endeavor is just trying to tell him to just not do anything. Uh, we cut to the villain that's attacking. It's this weird uh, monk-looking priest guy who's just, like, sitting down, just uh, cross-legged, just on some floating orbs. He looks like Mega Alakazam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is like uh, the guy from uh, Overwatch, uh, Zenyatta. Yeah, 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 the dude. That, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Experience tranquility. Yeah. That guy is mad funny. Yeah, and he's, like, just randomly fucking spinning these orbs around everywhere and tossing them all over the place. Yeah, standard bad guy stuff. And a Hawks also arrives, and he's like, what horrible timing. Uh, so I guess something's going to pop off here. Um, and he's reading Meta Meta Liberation War, the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was pretty good. Uh, I'm, I'm really excited to see the dynamic. I think this is going to be more of a development thing for Endeavor more than anybody. I think these kids are really going to have effect on him. Uh, Midori and Bakugo, both of them. Yeah, if he doesn't get killed in the meanwhile, I don't think he's gonna die here. <laughs> I, I hope not, dude. People are gonna start dropping. I mean, the the bad guy situation is real serious right now. Yeah, yeah. I don't see Endeavor dying quite. Yet. I don't. Who is he beating? He could beat. He's can the, he beat a Nomu one on one? He he did. Well, I don't know. No, he did you're not. You're right. You're right. You're right. I'm bugging. But look, I I will say that. 
he was always number two to All Might. He's very strong. He's just like caught off guard the last time. Yeah, that's true. I'm going to say that like he's always been training and he's never really stopped. So I think he can handle himself. He could die. He could very well die. This is his arc could end with him dying to sacrifice himself to protect Todoroki. Yeah. So, I mean, it could be anything, but I think it won't happen for a while. I think there's a lot to develop with Endeavor. There's a lot of like real story gold that they're trying to mine here. I really respect the arc that they're pushing for this. It's very unique and it's kind of a difficult arc to do. How do you redeem an abusive parent? (laughs) Yeah. It's yeah. fucking great. And there's still <laughs> things we don't know about at this point. Yeah, right? it's it's wild. Especially uh, with the fact that this dude is is uh is a you know, the guy um Dobby. Yeah. The situation with but with Dobby, they've all but admitted that, you know. It's pretty I think it is that Dobby's just the lost Todoroki child. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that was my hero academia so good. Uh Brian Boss randomized me. Spider-Man. All right. This one I'm going to do real quick. Uh, yeah, go ahead because I don't know what to say. Because I did this. not really. I this is another surprise, right? No, this was kind of announced a while back. I didn't know. I didn't expect it to be what it was. Uh, Spider-Man number one. This is an amazing Spider-Man. This is a... Uh, this is a mini series, apparently. I wish I'd known it was a mini series because then I probably wouldn't have picked it up, honestly. And it's not because it's bad. I actually like this uh, issue. It's an Elseworlds, t- Elseworlds tale. It's like not canonical. It, I think it's an alternate universe tale. Yeah. Uh, it's written by J.J. Abrams, director of Star Wars uh, Episode Seven, and you know, Lost and all that stuff. He's he teamed up with his son Henry Abrams to write a Spider-Man book. Sarah Pacelli is also the artist of this, who designed Miles Morales, and she's like a fantastic artist. I love her art. Oh, this is a female. Yeah. Wow. I love her art. Uh, I, I wish it's featured more. Uh, that's part of the reason why I also picked up this book is that it looks gorgeous. Um, but in any case, this is basically a world where uh, Spider-Man, during an invasion, loses Mary Jane, but they already have a son named Ben. Yeah. Uh. And after Mary Jane's death, uh, I, I guess he quit being Spider-Man at some point and uh, his foc- put all his focus into raising his kid. Also, he has one arm. He lost his arm in this battle where he lost Mary Jane. Yeah, uh, his bones were sticking out. Yeah, it was pretty gruesome to watch. Yeah. Uh, his son, Ben, has seemed to have inherited his spider powers as well. Um, but Peter hasn't really been the same. He has like a hook arm. You know, he gets uh, Ben gets into trouble at school and, you know, he doesn't know how to handle it because he's trying his best. He's not like a bad father, really, by any stretch, but he's just it's just kind of lost in this. It's kind of it's hard to raise a kid, you know, on your own as a single parent. And he seems like he's depressed. Yeah, he overall. lost all. I mean, you know, he lost the love of his life and he's not Spider-Man anymore by the looks of it. Yeah, he lost his arm. You know, he's unable to save people. May <laughs> Aunt May is alive because she'll never fucking die. I'm sure they'll find the cure for cancer for May in without, this friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Because she cannot be killed. Like, they would rather trade his marriage to MJ than, ra- than let Aunt May die. So, And she's alive in this. this she's is like Alfred, you know? Like, yeah, immortal old people in comic books. It's pretty interesting. Uh, but, yeah, pretty much. Uh, it's a, there's, there's a villain. He's doing. He's making some evil plans. 
blah blah blah. Peter is kind of like a an absentee-ish father where he's not like super connected with his kid. He has to travel a lot for work for mm-hmm. whatever reason. And um, you know, Ben decides to take up his. Uh, I guess what's going to happen here is the story of Ben becoming Spider-Man himself. Uh, I mean, if you're not reading the 27 other fucking Spider-Man books that are out there, uh, I do recommend it. It's not a bad story at all. And like I said, the art is awesome. Big fan of it. Uh, It's a a six-issue miniseries, so it's not too bad. Uh, I I would recommend it, sure. Um, I'm I'm probably not going to follow it because... You know, there's so many spider books already that we're keeping up with. And yeah. And I, I would. Four. Yeah. And I would rather not. If you don't count Venom. Yeah. And that's just not counting the Venom shit. So. I, and this is not a canonical story. It's not like really going to impact the overall like Spider-Man's overall status. So. But it's an interesting series. And yeah. I, but I would pick it up if you yeah. got the if if you got it. <laughs> you know. If you got it like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 fine. Um, with that being said, Brian Boss randomized me. Dr. Stone. <laughs> All right. Dr. Stone, chapter 121. Uh, Kohaku is fighting with Mozu. That's where we last We got oh. that action right now. Yeah, yeah. Fights are happening. Um, you know, they're going in right now. Uh, Kohaku puts up her hair and she's like, we're going to fucking go. We're going to go, bro. We're going for it, bro. Uh, meanwhile, Jaundice Jafar is going after Ginro. <laughs> just battling out. And Ginro is just terrified because he has zero combat skill. Uh, he he finds a way to escape the uh, the little palace. And, um, you know, he he says his he uses his ultimate move, not my problem. He says, Kohaku. Yo, that's so funny. And then he yells out for Kohaku to save him. But it's too late. Uh Jafar comes in and just skewers him with his nails, claws thing. And, uh, you know, he falls down to Kohaku. Kohaku catches him and is just like, wow, shit. He's dying for real. <laughs> uh, there's no coming back for this. And um, he relays the information that uh, the. Hey, uh- <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Sh- he, re- he relays the information that the master statue looks like Soyu, so he might be his dad. So the master is like in stone, and I guess this uh, Jafar guy has been running this place this entire time. Uh, and Kohaku thanks him for finding this information, and thinks there's only one way to save Ginro. So he goes up, she goes up, she carries him all the way to the top, to the highest summit that she can, and uh, tries to reveal the truth that Ginro discovered. But uh, this lady, the the warrior lady from the uh, Treasure Island side of things. Uh, throws up the petrification device, and they finally get a really good look at it. And it's this weird uh, metal. Yeah, thing. it looks. Yeah, it, it's a machine. It's for sure a machine. Yeah, it's, it's a small see, device yeah. of some sort. It's got a weird design to it. It's these two rings. That are, yeah, that like are connected. intertwined. It's yeah. it's really well drawn. Uh, there's a lot of detail put into it. Um, this is the eye shield guy, right? Yeah. No, no, no. The artist is not the eye shield guy. That's One Punch Man. Oh, the writer is the Eye Shield guy. Is okay. the writer for Eye Shield? Wow. Mm-hmm. From football to science. Yeah, you gotta love it, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, the thing it happens. You know, the petrification device is, a- is activated, and both Kohaku and Genro are petrified. Uh, all in an effort to preserve Genro's life. 
pretty smart, I guess. <laughs> if there's any way to that was such a fucking split decision. Like I mean, you know, they couldn't like get in row die. No, yeah, that was it. Was just so smart, man. Mm-hmm. I didn't see that. I thought he was going. I was like, oh. I yeah, I thought they were actually going like, to kill Ginro. Off. I was literally, as soon as I seen the nails through his chest, I started processing it in my head, like, all right, let him go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, was like, and oh, I, was, I went through the process like, damn. Damn, Ginro. I wonder what they're going to do about that now. Yeah. But all right, he's not dead. Cool. Yeah, they did something similar to this before. They did it with Sukasa. Cool. Yeah, they literally have done that. So there's president for it, and um, yeah. they, look, they sacrificed themselves without having to die. Yeah. Cool stuff. Yeah. And, you know, it's not like they, they put the, the Science Kingdom in a bad position because now they're in a position to resurrect a whole bunch of people. So all they have to do is save Kohaku and Ginro. Um, but good chapter. Uh, really fun. Uh, Brian Boss randomized me. Justice League. All right. Justice League. Issue number 32. Uh, Wholesome Incorporated. <laughs> wholesome Inc. Um, in a not wholesome galaxy. The uh, Promethean one. Yeah. they are, um, The Legion of Doom are fighting up against the, uh, the Thanagarian space forces. Um, and they're firing their lasers at them, and it's not working, and the Thanagarians are losing. So, yeah. uh, Shayera... <laughs> hall <laughs> not hall hold hold because she's egyptian and stuff no she's uh thanagarian uh the i'm sorry <laughs> because she's thanagarian and not a, of egyptian no, heritage th- that was a different life that was their first man life. they're losing and she's like look i can't do it with my fleet yeah i gotta figure out something else yeah and luther's looking up like <laughs> yeah yeah we're winning Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, in the past, uh, the Green Lanterns are engaged in a dogfight with Sinestro and um, Gorilla Grodd. Um, the Flashes are saving as many people as they can. Uh, you know, the JSA doing their thing alongside the Any time the JSA is mentioned, it's very wholesome. I'm very excited about it. Um, meanwhile, in the future, the Super, uh, the Trinity are fighting off against the, uh, the Justice Legion A. That Brainiac controls. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there should be no possible way they can win because they have a Superman on their side as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so yeah. Uh, back in the past, they they burst into something and then find the totality. Uh, but the uh, the do- the Legion of Doom also arrive as well, and they're just like, "Yeah, bitch, we're about to intercept." Uh, I like how Sinestro, Sinestro and Brainiac check in with Luther, like towards the beginning. Mm-hmm. And Sinestro says that, hey, man, um, I noticed in this past there's some other Green Lantern, but it's not a Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. And he's like, we got to talk about that later because I have questions. Yeah, what's happening? I was kind of, yeah, I, I like that. I like that. Those those little, little clips that, you know, you have like these primary. I count Sinestro as a primary character. Yeah. You know, all of them, all of them on the Legion of Doom are, honestly. Except for the baby, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> the baby is a turtle, dude. Oh, yeah, okay. He's valid. Anyway, um, it's, you know, they know that something's wrong. Yeah. Um, That's all. But yeah, they, uh, they're going to square for the totality. Meanwhile, in the future, Brainiac just makes a giant mech because... Uh, he the, freed all this. They freed all the superheroes. Yeah, pretty easily, honestly. I don't know how it happened. Yeah, it was very weird. quick. Oh, they went to the Sandman robot and... 
he was like, I'm a, everyone. I'm, I'm a good guy now. I'm a good guy now, and I'm going to turn <laughs> everyone back because I'm a superior robot to Brainiac. Squaw, Only for squaw, like squaw, squaw. 35 seconds, though. Oh, that's our man, yeah. Pretty much. Uh, and then Brainiac becomes a hulking monster. He's like, I am Brainiac one million. Uh, <laughs> meanwhile, in the past, uh, you know, they're about to square up with Brainiac one million. Then meanwhile, in the past, um, they're, uh, the JSA are about to go up against the Legion of Doom for the totality. But then they're interrupted by a Kraken. And uh, who's going to show up but Aquaman? Oh, yeah. I could not <laughs> wait. <laughs> okay, there's a story behind that. I think Kane calls his penis the Kraken. <laughs> In YYT. Well, uh, I guess he rules. Then. <laughs> I can't beat that, you know? <laughs> you have no comment. Uh, Aquaman shows up. The character up. that we all love and have been waiting for to return. I mean, to to his credit, he is a good guy. We thought he was going to betray the League, but he's also he just came in and was like, I came to help! Did you ever for one moment in your mind think, finish the sentence. What? Did you ever for one moment in your mind think that he was actually a bad guy in any way, shape, or form? They made it seem like he was. Sure, they made it seem as though. But you know what? (laughs) You used the word earlier, red herring. Yeah. But the most obvious one. Look, man, I'm not like, whoa. <laughs> yes, you are. You was, you I read wasn't. this and you was like, whoa, nice. Aquaman, he's a good guy. I said it for dramatic effect for the podcast. <laughs> I was uh, My biggest reaction to this was like, oh, he's a good guy. Lying and capping like Jesse Schmulet. <laughs> Juicy Schmulet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I guess you saw I watched it. it. <laughs> <laughs> Juicy Schmulet. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, <laughs> Perpetua and uh, Lex Luthor arrive at the edge of the universe. It's like, hey, Antimatter, we're going to... So cat. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, this is the edge. Hey, hey, Antimatter, we're going to break some stuff. You want to come? And he's like, nah, bitch, I'm fighting you. Yeah, the plan all along has been to resist you. Yeah. And make my brothers suspicious of me also. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna do the right thing, but I'm gonna do it real weird because I'm still the anti monitor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still the anti monitor. You will respect me, yeah. my gangster. I mean, I, I c- respect his gangster. I could have just gone to the league, but you know what? I wanted to make it real extra, real extra. They had to meet me here first, and I had to send Aquaman to do all these other things. <laughs> I found Aquaman on Earth. And I know I y'all like, love him. Hey, Aquaman, you <laughs> want to do some cool spy shit for me for no reason? And Aquaman's like, yeah. Yeah, what the fuck else am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Being exiled? I don't know. Losing my memory? Who cares? Being a corny character? Yeah. <laughs> that not even the Rebirth can save? Yeah. <laughs> the Rebirth did save him for a yeah. while. Uh, his initial series was pretty cool, and Jeff Johns was writing him. You wa- you read it. I didn't read it yet. It's good. Oh, I'm the king. That's not the king anymore. I wasn't into <laughs> well, it. Well, that happens that all the time. It does. That's but he why. was the king for Jeff Johns' run. That's cool. He remained king. They do that all the time with him. It's like, you're not king anymore. I guess we need you to be king now. <laughs> <laughs> and get a hook hand so you're more badass. Yeah, he hasn't gotten it yet, but he'll get there. Yeah, he will, yeah we'll get there. But in any case, that was uh, Justice League. It's fine. <laughs> but that was uh, it was fine. I liked it a lot. Um with that being said, Oh, that's it, we're done? That's it. Okay. Uh you wanna talk about Lex real quick? I wanna throw an honorable mention. I don't wanna go through the whole thing. I just wanna yeah, talk about door. it in my opinion. Go so guys, um it's been the year of the villain for DC. Kind of weird because there's been so many other villain takeovers, even very recently with DC Metal. But I digress. Um one of the better stories got released this week. It was a Lex Luthor uh, spinoff. Is it an annual? 
No, it's just a special issue. Just for a them. special. Okay, it's so like a tie-in. yeah, yeah, it's a uh, you're the villain tie-in, but maybe one-off. Who knows if it's gonna be a part two? It looked like it was just a standalone story, but um, this felt a lot like Jonathan Hickman's um, New Avengers or what is it? Yeah, New Avengers, yeah. right? Oh. Where kind of where the whole, throughout the whole series they were seeing uh, what the Illuminati was seeing kind of parts of themselves. Like there were certain scenarios where they seemed like an evil version or or maybe a more superhero version of themselves. Um, but this was Lex going through different realities. Um, I guess trying to see if the other looters are up to his par. Mm-hmm. And, you know, none of them are. And that's kind of the point yeah. that you get to, to the end. I mean, it's... Yeah, he's just going around killing Luthers of every multiverse because they're not cool like he is. Yeah. But, no, I mean, at, towards the end, he kind of makes the point that the point is that everything else is going to hold me back from the ultimate form that I am achieving. And I, it was kind of, if you ask me, this was a really good chapter for myself because, you know, I had a lot of issue with him being a good guy. Not that not, not the problem was that he was a good guy, but that he turned into a good guy, went through a lot of good character development to become that good guy, in my opinion. I don't know how you feel about that. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of just was like, eh, all right, make him evil again. And then that was it. So this was a really nice chapter because he reflected a lot through the other Luthors that, you know, he, do the evil ones, do some of the good ones, which, by the way, there was a Batman version of Luther. I think not going to talk to you guys about it. Got to read it. I think actually that every Luther he visits, except for the first one, is a good guy. Yeah, right. He, he, oh, so th- is that what he's doing? Eliminating the good guy Luther? Well, the whole some thing seems to be because he finds like a young version of himself. And I don't know if the Luther he kills first is like his dad or this is actually a Lex Luther himself, this kid. I think it is. I think it's a Lex Luthor. So what Chris is talking about is that at the basically um, along this like, journeying with Luthor through his multiverse uh, experience, he had this younger Luthor with him that he killed his dad in like the you know the first kind of little story that they showed, and um, he keeps him alive at the very end and puts him into a dream with that with that flower that Superman was infected with like a long time ago. Yeah, I think that the purpose of this whole thing is just to find someone to transfer his body into should things go wrong here, because it says that like he puts this kid in a fucking cryo chamber thing with this flower, like you mentioned, and it says Lex Luther Lex human DNA backup 1.0. Yeah, I don't think that was. Yeah, you could say that probably that was the ultimate goal. I I like to look at it as he came across that and that was like the ounce of humanity in him left and he was like you know what if shit hits the fan I could maybe you know yeah it's be, also this good to have because this kid he it's not like he's a pure hearted good guy kid or nothing like that he was someone who had the pure like the the fundamental characteristics of who Luther or the things that he. Yeah thinks are exemplary. For well, he's it. the closest Luthor he found to. Yeah, so. but it was it was weird because it was like pure. It wasn't like he wasn't, you know, because yeah. he the other Luthers he came across were had certain things like that they went through and then ultimately came to their conclusions and he didn't like their conclusions. Yeah. The last one was really, really cool. But hey, mm-hmm. guys, you got to read the book. Yeah, I, I will say it was interesting and worth a pickup. Yeah. Uh, but uh yeah, with that being said, uh, that's been our show, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Uh, as usual, you can find us at the Chris Espinal at JD Cole underscore 37 and Brian Boss on the streets of Brooklyn somewhere. Uh, Let's take a picture. Yeah, take a picture with him. It's like a, finding a unicorn. <laughs> uh, where, where's Brian? <laughs> uh, email us at newjumpcity.com. <laughs> 
Email us at uh, newjumpcitypod at gmail.com for any uh, feedback or recommendations or fan theories that you want us to read on the air and discuss. Uh, you can find us on Spotify, find us on YouTube, uh, New Jump City. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes, five stars preferably. Help us out with that algorithm problem. Um, yeah, I think that's all the players stuff we have to do. Uh, the boys are back comedy show at the pit. September 24th, 7 p.m. September 24th. Be there. Be there or be square. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining us. See you next week. Stay safe, New Jump Citizens. It's simple. You can do it. Slide to the left. Slide to the right. Now cool down. Have a good time. Slide to the left. Slide to the right. Do the butterfly. Have a good time around.